Hello and uh, welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're starting our study of or reading of four small books. None of them have more than four chapters in them, but they're packed full of all sorts of wisdom and incredible insights. And some of the stories or some of the, the commentary that is available with them is also incredible and it's very impactful. In fact, we're going to start with the book of Jude. And as I mentioned yesterday, we're also going to read Malachi, Jonah, and then finally close up with Philippians. I have to admit, I love Jude and I love Malachi. I'm not such a, I'm not so infatuated with Jonah, but I know there's a lot of good learning that will, will take place with Jonah. And Philippians, it's, it's a book my father used to constantly quote to me, especially when, when I was being stupid. So I love Philippians too. I, these, these books have a lot of verses in them that I go back to when I'm feeling a little, a little bit lost. So before we get started, let's, let's start with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for who you are, the creator of the world, and that you care about us. That you actually even care is amazing. That you know my name, you know my, my heart, you know my spirit. And so, Father, today, I just lift up this time. I pray that you would be the one. That you would be the one that we, we hear. That you would be the one who talks to us. It would be your insights, not mine. Remove me from the equation, Lord. I really have nothing to offer. It's you that we come to hear and learn about. So, Father, I lift up this time. I pray for your words and insights to fill all of us, for your spirit to be here and dwell with us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill us up further, that our spirits would grow with yours, that we would truly understand who you are and that we are spiritual beings with a human body, not a mammal with a spirit, and that we are made to fellowship with you. So I pray that we would come back to the true fellowship that you had in store for us, Lord, through your, and that through your Son, Jesus Christ, we can experience. I pray that as Paul, he obviously experienced it, and so many of his followers, and so many throughout history have. I just pray, Father, for us to experience you as it was meant to be, and for us to understand that as Abba Father, all of you, what you have available is available to us. So with that, Father, I just pray that you would be with us as we read. Open our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to read some scripture, or not scripture, some commentary first from Tozer. And then I'll read Jude. And Jude is a, a book that is one chapter long, but there's a lot in there. So Tozer's focusing on one part, one scripture, and it's the scripture that says, and the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their power, their proper dwelling, these he had kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. Tozer then writes, there are two ways to think about the grace of God. One is to look at yourself and see how sinful we were and say, 
God's grace must be vast. It must be huge as space to forgive such a sinner as I. That's one way, and that's a good way, and probably the most popular way. But there's another way to think of the grace of God. Think of it as the way God is. God being like God. And when God shows grace to a sinner, he isn't being dramatic. He's acting like God. He'll never act any other way but like God. On the other hand, when that man whom justice has condemned turns his back on the grace of God in Christ and refuses to allow himself to be rescued, then the time comes when God must judge the man. And when God judges the man, he acts like himself in judging the man. When God shows love to the human race, he acts like himself. And when God shows judgment to the angels which kept not their first estate, he acts like himself. So it's one of those things that to me, it's powerful because I always think that God is acting differently because he loves us. You know, it always seemed like such a great, you know, such a massive change. But the reality, as Tozer puts it, God is acting like God. When he's showing us grace, that's who he is. He's a merciful and graceful God. So, and when we refuse it, well, he's God and he's also shows judgment. So I just like that. And I think it's a good idea and a good concept to keep in mind when we read Jude. So Jude chapter one, verse one, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James to those who have been called, who are loved in God, the father and kept for Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. For certain individuals who, whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in amongst you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of, God, of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only Lord and Savior. So what Jude is writing is, hey, be on guard. Be ready to contend for the faith and be aware People are, have infiltrated, have infiltrated you and they're, they're perverting God's grace because there was, there was a whole group of people who would say, well, Hey, we're under grace. So let's go and have sex. Let's go and murder. Let's go and do whatever we want because we'll be forgiven. So there was a whole perversion and, um, dementing of God what God's message really was or Jesus's message really was. Though you already know all this, I want to remind you, whenever they say that, it's like, hey, yeah, I'm going to not insult you and say, oh, yeah, don't you, aren't you aware or don't you know? But they always say something like, though you already know all of this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the, the great day. 
In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal life or of internal, eternal fire. So basically he's saying, hey, look at our past. God does not treat those who commit um, perversions, who behave poorly. He does not treat them well. They experience his wrath. But they've brought that on themselves. It's not just God being pissed off or just wanting to screw with people. It's God is like, no, you've totally not taken advantage of any of the things that I've done to, to spare you and to give you a better life. Instead, you've kept your back turned to me. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and heap abuse on celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand, and the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. Woe to them, they have taken away, taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. These are all famous stories of destruction that the Israelites ran into. These people are blemishes at your love feast, eating with you without the slightest qualm, shepherds who feed only themselves. They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind, Autumn trees without fruit and uprooted, twice dead. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame. Wandering stars, for whom blackest darkest darkness has been reserved forever. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them of all the ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These people are grumblers and fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. These are really just, I mean, you would sit there and you listen to this and you say, oh, okay, it's obvious I shouldn't hang out with them. But then when we actually look around our own individual lives, I know when I do, I'm like, oh, crud, there's some of those people. But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. So here's one of the interesting things. We always talk about, uh, not always, people talk about, oh, that we shouldn't judge our brothers and sisters. We shouldn't judge, right? That's always said. But here it is. It says, be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. Now that's, they're talking about, he's talking about, fellow members of his church, of his community. So if they're going, if, if you have a brother or sister who are heading towards disaster, they're running into a fire, basically. 
you are supposed to snatch them. You're supposed to go and get them. Well, the only way you can understand that they're heading in a bad direction is because you have to show some, some judgment, some insights. Anyways, so I think this is one section that I've heard so many sermons on. Um, but it's powerful. Save others by snatching them from, fi- from the fire. Be merciful to those who doubt. To others show mercy, mixing with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his gr- glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. So Jude has a lot of really good pieces in it. And I love when I first look at it and I read it and I think about you have to contend for the faith. You have to protect it. And then you have to be aware that you can quickly slide into a bad thought process. You can start thinking and behaving in a way that is, that is not right and does not tie to the Bible and what Jesus says we're supposed to do and act and be. It diminishes, and the biggest thing is it hurts yourself. It damages your holy your spirit that's within yourself. So when you try to commune with God on that important spiritual level, you can't because you've got too much other junk contending. So since we're spiritual beings, we need to protect our spirit. We need to fellowship with God. And that's one of the reasons why I'm on this journey on a daily basis reading this Bible and going through it is I may not be successful in being the greatest son of God or, you know, son, child of God. Um, but I'm trying and I'm doing what I know I need to do, which is daily be in his word, daily pray. And I'm so glad you're with me. I'm so glad that you're hearing his word, that you're participating and that you're on this journey with me. So with that, I'm going to just close this with prayer. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for all that you've done. You are incredible, and the fact that you are, you are the God of grace, and it's just part of who you are, and that your grace being extended to us is just part of who you are, and that your, your judgment and your wrath is also part of who you are. You're complete, you're full, And it's so incredibly special that you care about me. And I just lift up this time. I lift up this day. And I pray that you would watch over us. Help us to become more like you. To become men and women of prayer. And that would bring you honor and glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a wonderful day.